We published story to today's paper on Wednesday, April the 6th. So, the front page of paper today is um, Girl for his nine takes her long COVID fight to number 10 doorstep. So, this is a young Aberdeenshire Quine for his battling long COVID has written a letter to the Prime Minister pleading for help for fellow sufferers. Uh, nine year old Anna Hendy, first uh, West Hill, has been battling a raft of health problems since her family fell ill with the virus in March 2020. Um, from initially falling limp and struggling to eat or drink, she partially recovered but continues to struggle with daily headaches, extreme fatigue, insomnia and poor concentration. Anna has now travelled to London with her mum and a number of representatives of the Long Covid Kids charity and delivered a personal letter to Number 10 Downing Street to plead with Boris Johnson to focus efforts on helping all the 119,000 children in the UK diagnosed with Long Covid so far. She wrote, I really need you to make things better. We need help. So, well, Cricky, this doesn't sound like a very good thing, and I can 100% um, say that I um, felt pretty crap after I um, tested positive for COVID a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, thank goodness I had arm injections, I say, because if I think if I hadn't had that, it would have been, um, you know, a bit of a disaster. So, um, if, if uh, you know, as Quine or our family's feeling like this months and months after, or years after, then that isn't a good thing at all. So hopefully there's something that it can do to, to help a hell lot of them. But, you know, that's a fair helic of kids, 119,000, there's probably more it's um, hasn't been diagnosed yet. So hopefully there's something that the boffins can do to help them out. I'm sure there is. Now, here is a former offices to be turned into flats, <coughs> despite objections. So historic Aberdeen offices will be turned into housing, despite developers being accused of trying to squeeze as many flats as possible into the building. Mandale Homes plans for Denburn House have now been approved by the Council. The firm will transform the Grade B listed building overlooking Union Terrace Gardens into 72 flats. The development will comprise 14 studio apartments, 45 one-bed, and 9 two-bed and 4 three-bed flats. But the number of properties proposed for the venue has been a major bone of contention among Aberdeen architects objecting to the scheme. Jack Burnett Stewart of Bonaccord Heritage said the design of the apartments was substandard, adding behind the grand facade on Union Terrace, the developer is seeking to squeeze in as many tiny flats as possible, many of which are barely habitable, let alone offering any quality of life for the inhabitant. The contrast could not be more stark and runs counter to any attempt to regenerate the city centre. With imagination and ambition, the adaptive reuse of these buildings has great potential. Um, meanwhile, the Aberdeen Civic Society said it welcomed the reuse of the vacant office building, but members feared the flats would not do much to attract families to live in the city centre. Uh, the group criticised the very large number of low-ceiling small flats, some designed with windowless bedrooms arranged along corridors. Uh, the letter of objection states, a better mixture of flat types and greater uh, amenities required for this valuable site uh, if the goal of reviving Aberdeen City Centre is to be met. Um, the Architectural Heritage Society of Scotland also raised concerns. The group said parts might be used as a whole range of domestic uses, from hostel to fancy hotel, in sizes from single to family use. But anyway, despite these objections, council planners have given the scheme their blessing. So, if you're a, a little wee toot and you're looking for a flat in the middle of Aberdeen, and you don't mind 
um, a bedroom with no windows, this could be just the very place for you. But then, um, and then I think big muckle brutes like me, be muckle uh, only for me or uh, like my uh, folk like my size. So, um, we'll maybe get a mess. Now here is an ex-city pupil leads college to university challenge victory. So a former Robert Gordon's college pupil has led a team of quick-witted quizmasters to victory in this year's university challenge. Aberdeen-born Michael Mays captained the Imperial College team in the final of the competition as they went head-to-head -head with Reading University. Uh, the PhD student joined forces with Fatima Sheriff, Max Zeng and Gilbert Jackson in the fierce test of memory and knowledge, uh, scooping a fourth win for the college. Following the win, Mr May's mother Elaine said she couldn't be prouder. She said, we've watched them in every room and we sort of got more and more excited as they got further in the competition. Uh, they've seen it seriously but also really enjoyed themselves along the way, which I think has come across on TV. Um, they are really happy with the outcome but also very pleased with all the, all the support they received. Um, Mr May's first 25 first attended Ashley Road Primary School and was part of the school team that won the Aberdeen Area Final of Rotarian's Primary School Quiz Competition. Although his family moved to Montrose in 2006, he remained true to his Aberdeen roots and continues his education at Robert Gordon's College. Um, and then he ventured to London to study mechanical, mechanical engineering at Imperial College and is now partway through a PhD in the Department of Aeronautical Engineering. So, right, clever clogs, I would say. And, um, you know, well done to him. It's fine to see an Aberdeen loon uh, doing well and, you know, and I watched University Challenge for a while. It used to be years ago that I couldn't answer any questions, but I think um, it's maybe either been dumb doing a bit or I'm getting incredibly smarter in my older age because um, last time I watched it was a lot easier. That seems to have stuck in my mind. Maybe it was just one programme. But anyway, well done to him. And, um, you know, I must say it's not everybody against Robert Gordon's is uh, clever because I'm in some loons with their friends' school. Uh, get to Robert Gordon's and um, they certainly weren't of the brightest. Only about it takes our sorts. Now here's a wee bit of Ukraine and the ex-Fitba manager Leishman is taking aid to help refugees. So a former Fitba manager is helping to deliver humanitarian aid to the refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine. Jim Leishman is part of a group from the area who are driving to Poland with supplies for those escaping the conflict. Mr. Leishman had two spells as the manager of Dunfermline FC before going on to become the provost of Fife. He said that local volunteers had been working for ages to put this humanitarian aid together. He said he spoke to a council colleague and asked if I could help in any way. The result of the conversation was that he joined the trip. Organisers have collected medical supplies, nappies, bandages, shoes for the kids and adults, everything you can imagine, he said. It is now being transported to Poland in two minibuses and two vans. Uh, Mr. Leishman told the BBC Radio Scotland's Good Morning Scotland programme the situation in Ukraine was horrendous with people of all ages being killed and shot. He said that is why the local community has responded. I would hate that one day my family had to pack a bag and flee from my village and I'm left with my son to stand and fight the enemy. I would hate to be in that position. So, well, so see all of us and, um, you know, good luck to him uh, on the trip over to Poland and, um, you know, very uh, noble thing to be doing in the uh, Especially, he's, he's not a young loon by any means, Jim Leishman. And there's one thing for sure the lucky, and when he's arrived in Poland, he's uh, no shorter things to say as Jim Leishman, but um, good on him in this instance. And, um, you know, I hope I can go smoothly in the trip.
<clears throat> now here is a former MP Natalie McGarry goes on trial accused of embezzlement. So a former MP who was accused of embezzling more than £25,000 for two Scottish independence organisations she was involved in has gone on trial. Um, Natalie McGarry appeared in the dock at Glasgow Sheriff Court yesterday when her lawyer Alan McLeod said she denied the two charges against her. Um, she is accused of misappropriating £21,000 from Women for Independence between April 26, 2013 and November 30, 2015. McGarry of Clarkston near Glasgow was treasurer of the campaign group and is accused of using the organisation's account to transfer money intended for the Perth and Kinross Food Bank and Glasgow-based Positive Prisons, Positive Futures into her own bank. The former politician faces a second charge of embezzling £4,661 from Glasgow Regional Association of the SNP between April 9th, uh, 2014 and August the 10th, 2015. Um, so uh, she was elected for SNP MP for Glasgow East in 2015, but later served as an independent. She did not contest the seat in the 27, uh, 2017 general election. The evidence begins today. Um, the jury of seven men and eight wifeys sitting virtually were sworn in and Sheriff Tom Hughes told them the trial would last up to six weeks. Poor me. I mean, I'd, I've never been asked to be like on a jury and I would absolutely love to do it. And my missus has been twice, so um, I'd be all for it. Um, anyway, he warned them not to do their own research online and they must reach a verdict only on the evidence they hear in court. So... Well, we'll see if it happens with that is um, ex-SNP wifey Natalie McGarry on trial accused of embezzlement. So, well, well, well. Now, just finish up with sport as normal and um, back page of the paper today is um, Sensational Red Army due top six is Goodwin. So, Everdeen boss Jim Goodwin hopes he can repay the sensational backing from the Red Army by leading the Dons to the top six of the Scottish Premiership this weekend. Despite a poor season, the Dawn support have stuck with their team, with more than 3,500 Aberdeen fans packing out Dens Park uh, in Dundee on Saturday. Um, but anyway, obviously they couldn't win doing there, and it's um, kind of in their own hands now, but uh, here's hoping they can do it as we can, and um, I'm sure they'll have a cracking support. And uh, Come on Aberdeen, that's all we can say. <clears throat> now that's me done for today now, just a wee puckly series of today's Prison Journal on uh, Wednesday the 6th of April. So um, it was pretty mochy this morning, first thing, um, kind of drizzly and wheat, but uh, as the day got on, it got uh, much better and it's very fine afternoon and uh, very pleasant indeed. So, um, but I hear in the news, mere snap forecast for the morning. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But um, a bit later getting this, uh, the Doric Express route tonight because we was, uh, had to be watching uh, Grandson Brody today. So had a full-on day with him, and if you have a look on the um, Doric Express Instagram page, you'll see what I mean. If and it's a, he says takes a bit of looking after him, that's for sure. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and if you can, somebody it's um, buys abroad or um, even buys in Scotland or um, anyway, really for Aberdeen to Adelaide and now in between. If uh, you think they might get a listen noon again, then please let them kind about the Doric Express and. Uh, We'll see if we kind of get a puck on their folk listening in. In the meantime, thanks very much now. Cheers. Toodaloo.